Okay, let's do this, Yaz. It's travel time. <laughs> yep, your mic on. Ready to go? Mic on. Test, test. Okay, I think we're live. Let's go. A-list access. It's your A to Kings group travel besties, Nick and Yaz, with the A to Kings A-list access podcast. So sit back and enjoy the adventure. I mean, show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the A to Kings A-List Access Podcast with Nick and Yaz. I'm of course the Nick part of that and I'm joined by my sensational co-host Yaz Nelson. How are you Yaz? You ready to head all things top end today? The big Northern Territory. I've been waiting for this one because it is number one on my Australian bucket list. No pressure here, but it's a pretty big day I think. Oh amazing. Well that is great to hear because this episode is entirely dedicated to unpacking all things Northern Territory. I would like to introduce Tony Quamby, Executive Director of Marketing for Tourism Northern Territory, and our own AAT Kings Group Top End Day Tours Manager, Alicia. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Yasmin. Oh, it's great to have you guys both join the show today. Um, to kick things off, I think we're really going to pick on you, Tony, if that's all right. Um, in your own words, would you mind starting things off by giving us a quick little Northern Territory, I guess, elevator pitch? How would you kind of sum it up and touch on what the NT is all about to you? If, if I was going to sum it up, it's, it's a destination of two parts. Uh, people think uh, the Northern Territory is one location. It's by no means one location. It's two. You've got the top end and you've got the centre. Uh, and they're both distinctly different. And just as you wouldn't contemplate thinking of going to the Queensland and doing uh, the state all in one go, you can't do Northern Territory all in one go. Unless, of course, you're a grey nomad and you've got your your, your big RV um, that you're driving through Australia. Yeah, you really need to, to plan it out, but also plan multiple trips if you want to uh, really experience the true territory because it, it's a place of natural wonders, iconic locations. You've got Kakadu, you've got Uluru, but you've got so much more in between and so much that people don't know about. Um, it's it's a place of freedom. It's a place of expansive exploration, um, and it, it it'll be different than you ever expected. I guarantee you. To, to put it in scale, the Northern Territory is 20% of Australia's landmass. So you know we're, we're talking long distances between the the icons, but in between those distances are things that you never pictured you never imagined you probably never knew about so it really is to to quote a phrase it's about the journey not the destination i would never encourage anybody to fly into the territory and stay in one location that's not what the territory offers the territory offers uh, an experience of multiple um, areas locations and emotions because it's all about what those areas bring out in you personally we we have really three things i think we can hang our hat on it's the place the people and the connection to the country and each one can be broken down by what consumers what travelers say about those three so to give you an example if we're talking about place um Visitors talk about the the reconnection with the country. Um, even Australians say they, they feel more Australian in the territory. And that means different things to different people. They feel they can be open, unpretentious, that they can be laid back real. And it, it's almost transformative, the places they, they, they go. And then the people, of course, you know, 
the people in the territory are unique. Let, let's not kid ourselves. They're they're a they can be a weird and wacky bunch, um, but they're laid back. You know, they're very diverse. They're welcoming. They're real, um, and they're going to be memorable. You're going to remember these characters for the rest of your life. You'll make friends forever, and I guarantee you, you'll think about those people for years to come. And then, of course, you've got the connection to country, which is, you know, people feel they 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 get emotionally connected to the the space around them because of the space they're in. You know, it's being immersed into the land, and you know, people often say that you know, being here is the reward. You know, they make all the plans. They travel long distances but when they get here the surprise and wonder that's the reward and it's well worth it so it encapsulates the emotion of travel in its basic essence really wow yeah i love that i mean and i guess you've kind of touched on this and you've kind of wrapped that all up but i guess given that we've got listeners listening to the podcast we've got international agents not just in australia new zealand but also across north america uk europe are you able to kind of, I guess, explain, in your opinion, what sets the NT apart from the rest of Australia? Um, I think it comes down to the fact that um, the Territory isn't trying to be different. It's not trying to be unique. It just is. Um, it's, it's what people picture Australia to be. So especially internationally, when you conjure up um, ideas of Australia, um, when they get to the territory, they literally say, this is what I pictured. This is what I imagined. This is what Australia would be. Um, because they've been they've been to Sydney, they've been to Melbourne, they've been to Brisbane, and they're big cities. Not to knock the, the big cities, they've each got their unique attributes, but they're still big cities, um, like the world over. When they get to the territory, they are in a unique and different place, and that's what really sets us apart because we're not trying to be different we just are yeah wow i love that so if you had to say in 25 words or less you're pitching to clients agents to recommend the northern territory what would be your one paragraph spiel oh that's tricky um (laughs) let's try this the northern territory is world renowned for its iconic natural wonders However, experiencing them in real life goes beyond just the Instagrammable moment. It's the emotional moment, the connection moment, the moment that you'll remember for the rest of your life. I don't know if that was 25 words, but how about that? Love that, yeah. Yeah, I think we're sitting at 28 or something, but we'll let you have it. We'll let you have it because it was beautiful words. Just this once. I'm feeling generous today. Um, We'll give you a a quick break from sitting in the hot seat, Tony. I'm going to pass over to you, Alicia. Um, Given that 80 Kings is famed for its coach touring, why do you think that that travelling by coach is one of the best ways to kind of see the Northern Territory? Listen, this might be a little bit biased, but the luxury of coach tours and especially our coach tours is that it's inclusive of everything. It's you can book a tour on a coach and lunch is organised. I don't need to worry about this. Oh, we're going to take you to an iconic location in Kakadu. You don't need to drive the two and a half hours because we've got that covered. And it's the knowledge behind our driver guides and our tour directors that are on the coach with you throughout the duration of your trip that you wouldn't get if you drove yourself. So I think picking a coach tour is not only just simple and easy, which is what the NT way is, but seeing it with your own eyes and being in the culture and 
one, not having to drive those distances because they are a pain. <laughs> it's having someone else do it for you. So, I mean, for me, a little bit biased, I would pick a coach tour because I don't have to do anything. And you finish the tour knowing so much more than what you came into it. And it's the inclusivity of not having to plan your day because it's planned for you. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely that piece of you're going to be doing these long distances either way. So you can either do it yourself and be stuck behind the wheel and driving and being knackered the whole time. You can have someone else do the driving, boring, dull piece where you have uh, essentially an educated live audiobook in your ears where you can just kind of take in the, the scenery and views as you kind of go along. So you've definitely sold me A++ for that answer. I'll take that for sure. All right, let's drill down a little and now get into some specific regions and experiences. Let's start with you Alicia talk us through a couple of AAT King's best top end Darwin experiences I know it's hard to probably narrow it down but I believe in you Mm. so my personal favorite is probably Arnhem Land Um, there's only selected few companies that can go into Arnhem Land and we're lucky to be sourced with one of them and it's absolutely stunning so Arnhem Land is in Kakadu National Park and the scenery in Arnhem Land is completely vast to what you see in just Jabiru. You see the white sands and you see this massive creek and it's just completely different. You don't expect it. So you're like hiking through bush and stepping on sticks and then out of nowhere there's this white sands and you're like, what? <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere. What is this? So I will always, always highly recommend seeing Arnhem Land if you're in the top end and the culture out in Jabiru, let alone anywhere else, is just stunning. They're knowledgeable, they're caring, they teach you so many different things. And then when you go out to places like Catherine or Tiwi Islands, the difference in culture and difference in how they immerse you into their culture is so different that you're always learning something new. So that would be my one point, is get onto Arnhem Land. Another big one we have from uh, from guests that is always a favourite is the Yellowwater Billabong Cruise. Have you done that before? Is that a favourite? Is that a standout piece? Yeah, the Yellowwater Billabong Cruise is stunning no matter what time of the day you do it. I've done it a few times and every single time I've done it, I've learnt something new, seen something different. And I mean, the greatest thing about the top end and doing those types of cruises is we theoretically have the two seasons. So if you come out in dry season and you do the cruise, I would highly recommend coming out in wet season and doing the cruise because they're so different and you see different wildlife. Some days you'll see crocodiles everywhere and then other days you'll see no crocodiles the bird life, plants. It's just stunning. I would recommend it to anyone, if I'm honest. Wow. Now, I'm going to keep you rolling. And um, Tiwi Island's Aboriginal cultural experience, I've seen that across social. I've seen that um, across... I've seen guest reviews of that. That's also a real standout piece there. Um, can you talk us through a bit of what that kind of looks like, what that involves? Yeah, so our specifically Tiwi Island's Aboriginal cultural tour and the Tiwi Islands in general is different to any other tours that we operate, but also a different location to anywhere we go. So it's over on um, Bathurst Island. So you can fly, but we offer a ferry service to go over there. And it's, I can't even put words to it. It's stunning. You're basically on an island. Everything is lush and green and everyone welcomes you with like open arms. Um, The one thing I remember about Tiwi is that they're so forthcoming with their information and their childhood stories and their little stories that they get told by their elders and it's just always different. You're always up for a laugh. Um, 
we're grateful to have an amazing team over on Tiwi and they really hold it together. Like you, you can't put words to how amazing Tiwi is. You just need to go and see it for yourself. But the smoking ceremony, the lunch, the, the rusticness of the our tour and just the lifestyle over there is something you can't compare to Kakadu or Catherine because it's a completely different culture. Yeah, incredible. Um, big shoes to fill, Tony, but do you agree? Do you disagree? Where's your kind of top-end highlights? What What's your takeaway? Where do you love? What's your kind of vibes there? It's it's hard to disagree with Alicia. Um, Yellow Water Billabong, I, I totally agree. That's, I think that's one of my favourites. Uh, locations in the top end because uh, as Alicia said you just never know what you ex- you, you see when you're there if you, if you go towards the end of the summer season when the waterfalls are flowing when the the billabongs are at the the biggest that's where you're going to get the most wildlife but then if you go towards the end of, of winter when it's our dry season um, there's a limited amount of water so the wildlife is much more condensed they've only got a little bit of water to to uh, attract them so you're going to see more wildlife at that point in time so it depends on the seasons as well um, where you go I mean the the indigenous experiences are second to none in the territory um, I, I'd say we're unashamedly the, the leader in indigenous experiences and um, one of them would be down in in Catherine it's called Top Ditch and uh, there's a, an indigenous elder there called uh, Manuel and um, he he is just the most unique and uh, inspiring uh, you know, indigenous elder that I think we have in the territory. He's even started to go on TikTok now, so you can look him up on TikTok. Um, and I think he's just the most endearing guy. And he'll he'll show you how to light a fire, how to throw a, a spear, um, as they did when they used to hunt kangaroos, um, how to draw the line paintings. Um, you know, he's he's just a wonder and uh, such a great character. So that that's top digging Catherine. So that would have to be up there as well and and we can't forget the gorge um previously known as catherine gorge is it's gorge is its indigenous name and it's just one of the natural wonders of the territory it really is and it flies below the radar because it gets overshadowed by kakadu possibly arnhem land and tiwi but catherine catherine gorge netmaluk gorge it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal um natural asset and I mean, this is just in the top end. We haven't even touched on the red centre. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that flows in super well to the next piece there. I think, um, Alicia, we're going to pick a throwback to you. We're going to pick your brain on 80 King's experiences in Catherine. What, what do we kind of have to offer there? As Tony took the words out of my mouth, Catherine is its own experience. Um, lucky for us, we have a few different options, especially with like inspiring journeys and our guided holidays and... Um, short breaks and day tours like we have a vast range of different tours for different ranges of people basically well how about we move over to Tennant Creek what do we have going on there Tennant Creek is is one of those locations where it truly is an authentic outback destination it was uh, part of the trail from uh, Adelaide up to Darwin. So when they first uh, tried to to find a route uh, 
pretty much from south to north. And this was to set up a telegraph wire that could communicate across the country and then over to Asia so they could negotiate gold prices in real time because they were getting shortchanged. By the time the boats went and delivered the mail, they found out the price of gold had gone up and they'd already sold it um, at a previous price. So they needed this telegraph line. And Tennant Creek was formed as part of that telegraph line route. But the interesting thing about um, Tennant Creek is the creek isn't in Tennant Creek. Um, Tennant Creek, the township, was first located further north where the creek actually is. What happened was on a supply run, the truck that was bringing up the supplies, including all the beer, broke down before it got to Tennant Creek. Um, and the town went, well, the beer's down there, we're here. They uprooted the town and moved it to where the truck had broken down. And that is where Tennant Creek is situated today. So it's a, it's a, a wonderful story. And Devil's Marbles is just a little bit south of Tennant Creek. Um, and it is a phenomenal um, natural wonder. These huge marbles, these huge uh, stones that you can walk around and have uh, indigenous sort of um, experience within as you walk through them and around them. So you've got your natural um you know, geological formations, but your indigenous stories to go along with it from the thousands of years that the locals have, have lived there and and pictured how these stones came to be. So it is a is an amazing location, both for its history, um, 65,000 year old history and its modern pioneer history. I mean, you really weren't kidding um, about people saying when they're in the NT, they feel like they're in Australia. That's what they pictured because I don't think there's anything more Australian <laughs> than uprooting your entire town to get a few beers. I think I think we've all contemplated moving our entire city a few, a few miles down the way just to get a few beers here or there. Who hasn't, honestly? That's hilarious. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's a great, great little story there. I love that. Now let's hop on down to the Red Centre. We're talking Alice Springs, Uluru. What do we have going on there, Alicia? I mean, it's a given that you need to stop by Alice Springs before you get to Uluru. And there's some wonderful things to see in, in Alice Springs, like your West McDonald's ranges and your the wildlife they've got out there, the desert park. It's it's completely different. If you're going from the top end down or you're going from Uluru up, it's it's that little spot in the middle that's different from everything else it's so still rich with culture but it's it's its own culture it's its own unique little town Simpsons Gap is also stunning and remarkable to see lucky for us we we have we have a tour that does all those things included so if you did want the luxury of not doing anything you could simply hop on a coach and they would do it for you but it's one of those things you have to see yeah amazing keeping in the kind of the the Uluru piece people I guess um who haven't haven't made it that way yet can you talk us through obviously the field of lights probably the most famous kind of um experience most talked about kind of experience at the second can you talk us through what that kind of looks like and what that is and then we'll kind of maybe speak about some other kind of Age of Kings experience or experience you can kind of do in the region yeah definitely so Bruce Monroe did a fantastic job with the solar lights um, out in Uluru for the Field of Light. It's 
absolutely breathtaking. I, I keep saying it, but that's what the NT is about. It just takes the words from your mouth. We're lucky enough that um, we're the only group to visit the field of light at sunrise. You're not only seeing this fantastic light installation, you're also getting the sunrise with Uluru in the back. So you have this basically field of light and it's amazing in array of colours. The sunrise over Uluru, which is stunning in itself with the reds and the yellows. And then you have this magnificent Uluru, which changes to like a bright red colour when the sun hits it. So it's it's remarkable in every way and pictures don't do it justice. If there was one place I'd recommend anyone to go, it would be Uluru to see the field of lights at sunrise. It's remarkable. I agree with uh, what Alicia said um, in terms of Uluru. It is it is one of the, the icons of Australia, not just the territory, but Australia. Um, and I'd say the world, really. It, it's definitely up there as a must-do. Um, but you can't sell yourself short in terms of the centre. And you get people that think they can just fly into um, Uluru, see, see, the, see the rock, um, and then leave because you're shortchanging yourself because between Alice driving through Kings Canyon, the experiences you can do through there to Uluru, um, they are just as impressive as, you know, a, a day or two in Uluru itself. So Alice Springs, you know, similar to a lot of real authentic towns, um, has a lot to offer. The West Max is the natural you know, wonders, the, the rock pools, the history again of the pioneers coming through the region, but a small town um, Australian feel that you'll never get, you know, unless you actually stay there for a night or two and have a walk around town, talk to the locals and see, you know, how really um, Australian culture can be you know, a powerful and, and memorable experience. I flew in literally two days ago and everyone pictures the, the Red Centre being red, but I tell you, it is green everywhere. You know, the one rainfall a week ago has turned the place into a lush green field. So again, the time of year can alter the experience you have in, in the centre there. But let's not go, um, you know, just in one location. If you travel from Alice all the way through down to Uluru, you'll pass, hopefully, you'll pass um, Kings Canyon. And they've got an indigenous experience called Kark out there. And that is a tremendous, you know, experience because you're taken through what the, the Central Australian bush tucker really is, um, what it means to the locals, how to find a witchery grub, you know, how to pull them out the dirt and then how to cook them up. Um, and you can even try them if, if you really are game for that. Um, so there's some experiences there that, you know, are phenomenal. And that hasn't even, you know, you haven't even got to Uluru and Katajuta yet. And Katajuta is, is what was formerly known as the Olgas. Um, and Alicia mentioned earlier, you know, Bruce Monroe's Field of Lights, that, that's a huge highlight. But there's many other ways to see the rock while you're there. There's many other ways or experiences while you're here. There are art experiences. So the, the Maru, Maruka dot uh, painting, that's, that's a phenomenal experience where you can create your own piece of art they've got a, a new gallery there called goka gallery of central australia um, and you can see how the local communities have you know created these pieces of artwork but um, maruka down there you can actually 
try your own hand at creating those local artworks. And um, I'd be remiss if I'm if I don't mention the most recent experience developed by Voyages, which is the accommodation provider there, and that's Winjiri Wiru. Now, Winjiri Wiru got launched only about six months ago, and it is a, an interactive um, uh, show. Um, which basically uses drones to tell an indigenous story. Um, but it's more than just a drone show. It's a, it's a laser light show. It's an indigenous immersive experience that just happens to have drones in the sky telling the stories. So if you've got up in the morning, if you've seen Field of Lights in the morning and you've got time to do Winjiri Wiru at night and watch the sun go down and then experience you know, this, this incredible immersive indigenous experience at night, that must be one of the most powerful and memorable days you'll ever have on your travels. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't think you could possibly get a more enriching, um, soul fueling day if you possibly tried. We'll finish with our last little question with you, Alicia. In your opinion, how many days should guests really be spending in the NT then? Obviously we want to say a million infinity, never stop traveling, but I guess realistically, what recommendation on putting away or putting to the side time-wise to be doing their NT trip or their first NT trip, I should say? You know what, it's going to sound quite large, but I think someone coming to the NT needs a minimum of, of two weeks. And I say that because you want to make sure you, you do everything possible. And we're not just talking about seeing fantastic landmarks of like Uluru and seeing Alice Springs and Kakadu, Litchfield, Nipmaluk. We're talking about the little things in the top end, such as like Mindelmeach Markets and the V8s come up here and... Two weeks allows you enough time in Uluru and Alice Springs to experience Katajuda, Kings Canyon and Uluru the other week in the top end, experiencing all the national parks in the top end. And then you can leave the NT satisfied knowing that you've you've seen everything you can. But as Tony said, if you're going to come in the summer, you need to come in the winter as well because they'll be two very different holidays. Yeah, amazing, incredible. Well, um, with that, I think we are all wrapped up for another episode. Thank you so much, Tony and Alicia, for joining us today. It's been an absolute blast. Um, for any of our agents listening along, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast um, and be sure to visit aetkings.com forward slash A-listers. That's aetkings.com forward slash A-L-I-S-T-E-R-S for more information, fact sheets, a sneaky little quiz to check your paying attention and all of that fun stuff. Um, and while we've got you bouncing around clicking things typing things going all around also make sure you jump over to the facebook page and join our exclusive 80 kings travel agents facebook group you can simply search in 80 kings travel agents um, on facebook or you can flick myself or any of the 80 kings team an email and we will sort you out but with that we are all wrapped up and we'll see you next step bye bye